Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money. But it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game. Even though he literally never missed an extra point, he chose this playoff game to miss. Yeah, I just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit. Wouldn't want you to miss, you know, thinking about it. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory. But we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. news, movie news, and streaming news from around the industry. 
Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today, we're beginning a new series called Return to uh, Eureka. A look back at the intriguing, interesting sci-fi series, Eureka. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pundex, for sponsoring this episode. What is Pundex, you ask? That is a great question. Let me tell you. Pondex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use code Larry21 for 10% off your order. And if you want to see Poddex in action, you can click up here on this card and watch me use one of their featured decks. And also, we'd like to announce that we have merch available. The link to the store will be in the description. Check it out today. Consider buying some merch and support the show. But before we get into our new series, we'd like to give you our review of Boba Fett Episode 3. Warning, spoilers ahead for the book of Boba Fett Episode 3. One of the most wonderful things about Star Wars is the ability to imagine day-to-day life in that world. On Tatooine, it's clear mundane life might include buying water and looking at, looking out for raiders. In the streets of Mos Espa, glimpses of relatively urbane Tatooine continue to give the galaxy far, far away the sort of color and texture you can imagine living in. But as Boa Fett's attempt to create a power base in Mos Espa's underworld goes on, the actual events feel more like a shopping list than an adventure with everyday life applied on the side. Boba still struggles to keep a hold on his criminal territory. When a watermonger comes to him with complaints about a biker gang, he discovers the bikers are actually down on their luck kids and hires them. A brief return to the flashback shows Boba learning to negotiate on behalf of the Tuscans, but ends with a more violent lesson. The tribe slaughtered in revenge. Back in present, the Wookiee bounty hunter, Black Kerrang, Curse Sanson, attacks while Boba is healing the back of the tank. Boba and Fennec capture the Wookiee with the help of their new allies, the Bikers. It turns out the Hut twins sent the bounty hunter, but instead of being angry their bounty hunter failed, they've learned some news that sends them fleeing back to their own territory. The Pikes are coming in force. The tug-of-war between criminal interests on Tatooine finds its new footing with a big ally at Boba's side, a young Rancor, delivered by the Huts as acknowledgement that Boba won. I really like the concept of an episode that focuses entirely on street-level life, but this one adds little we didn't already know from the first two episodes. The exposition and dialogue make this even worse. In the opening scene, AD8 explains the makeup of the criminal faction wisely. It's a mix of information we already knew and information. <clears throat> and information it would have been nice to know in the first episode. In particular, the droid explains where each gang has its physical base. It's clear by now how power in the city works. Three gangs have split control of Mos Espa, and the ineffective corrupt mayor plays along. Maybe the stiffness of this dialogue could be explained by the fact the droid is speaking it. A shame they've put so much, they've put such a funny and charismatic actor like Matt Berry in this role. However, the dialogue throughout the episode is also dull, both in terms of the words spoken and the actual meaning. No one respects you. The apparently rather brave watermonger, Ortha Peel, declares to Boba. 88, the water merchant and the rancor keeper, 
all explain things so straightforwardly that I feel like I was reading a Star Wars encyclopedia. Elsewhere, that's a crime, Boba declares. When the dialogue isn't redundant, it simply makes me miss Star Wars' goofier side characters or speech quirks. Fennec's role is still pretty much one note, too, although Ming No One continues to play her with steely energy. I love that she grins at the prospect of eating like a king, but while his past with the Tuscans, Mercy backs up why Boba wants to spare as many of his enemies as he can now, her motivation is still pretty obscure. It's okay, even fun, that she just wants power and luxury, but we've seen enough different versions of the conversation where she advocates for killing and Boba advocates for mercy. Aren't there other themes this, their partnership could explore? In addition to the dialogue sounding flat, there are a few odd cases of characters walking awkwardly in and out of scenes at convenient times. How far from Mos Espa is the palace formerly known as Jabba's? Because the Wookiee Bounty Hunter seems to be walking home. And what was the watermonger doing before he overhead the swoop biker's conversation with Boba? The bikers offer up one of the episode's two big fight scenes. Their costumes looked a little bit out of place, more like hipsters than down-on-their-luck street orphans. But it was hard for me to complain about that when the flashy coats were at least one-third of their personalities. Overall, I enjoyed the action as the bikers chased down the mayor's aide, though with plenty of reactions shot from droids and aliens and speeders, knocking over cargo and water jugs left and right, the chase didn't feel like it took place on a stage at all. Some CGI shots were more noticeable than others, and the city streets were too crowded for the chase to build up. But it did make Mos Espa feel thoroughly lived in. This version of Tatooine is far from empty and sterile. Black Kersantan provides the other major fight scene, dragging Boba out of his back to tank. I really appreciated how much work must have gone into these costumes. I imagine it's no small feat to make Wookiee and Gamorrean outfits that can look good while handling performers rolling downstairs. The aliens were entirely convincing, but like in this show in general, even a fight scene that traveled a bit felt oddly static. Black Kersantan raising electrified brass knuckles or biting Boba's hands are presented with about equal weight. Boba clearly hasn't had time to process the trauma of his latest back-to-tank memory. Saying the Tuscans killed links right back to how abandoned he felt by his father. As an audience member, the slaughter feels forced and unnecessarily cruel. After all the work put into exploring them in Episode 2, the Tuscans are all removed off-screen without ever even having individual names. Even if some of them are to return later in the season, it's still a dismal of all of that development last episodes. It's unsatisfying, except as yet another lack of closure in Boba's life. I'm beginning to get a bit more on board with the story that they're trying to tell of Boba's unresolved feelings throughout his own life, affecting the way he operates as a crime lord. But it's a pity that it's done mostly through repetition of imagery and blunt dialogue. With Boba's old enemies, the Pikes coming to town, changes may be afoot in Mos Espa. And for this episode of... The Book of Boba Fett. I'm gonna get, sadly, I gotta give it two out of five stars. It's not the best, and it's not the worst. It's just it drags on. Like I said, you know, it's, some of it's a little repetitive. But on the happier moments, we are on our return to Eureka. A look back. And today, or this week, 
we are starting with season one. This is actually one of my favorite sci-fi shows of all time. But to be honest, I originally had reservations about the sci-fi channel's show Eureka. It's not that I dislike science fiction as a genre, but more than that, I'm not a fan of hokey sci-fi with shoddy effects and men suits. Still, after seeing the promos for the series, I originally snubbed the show without even watching it. But now, with all the seasons out, I've given up. I've given the show a chance, thanks to many people actually saying how good it was and seeing other reviews about it. And I have to apologize for ignorantly condemning the show. With that out of the way, let me say that without exaggeration, Eureka is one of the most fun sci-fi programs I've ever seen. And judging by the fact that the series was once the highest rated program on the sci-fi channel, you may feel the same way. With a great cast, interesting storylines, a perfect sci-fi backdrop, and scenarios that keep you coming back week after week with their sci-fi snafus and mysteries, Eureka has everything necessary to make hardcore and casual fans of the genre happy. For those who have never seen Eureka, let me sum the show up by stating that it's about a secret town in the Pacific Northwest. Eureka, which is made up of geniuses from around the world, all in the attempt to further science for the American government as well as the world's populace. This hidden city is accidentally found by U.S. Marshal Jack Carter and his daughter Zoe after running their car off the road. After finding this town, both Jack and Zoe want nothing more than to leave, but due to a mysterious crime, the two are left to fend for themselves until somebody can help them leave. But as expected, Jack is required to live and work in Eureka after solving a crime, forcing him to live and watch over the intellectual elite. This premise seems simple, but as is found out, nothing is simple in Eureka. The first season is made up of standalone episodes, which all work like an episode of The Outer Limits or The Twilight Zone, only in the confines of a small rural town. With that said, even though each episode of Eureka features a unique sci-fi scenario, there are secrets within Eureka which slowly come out across the season, making the show serialized to an extent. Whatever the case, whether it was the budding love stories or the ingenious sci-fi plots, there was reason to come back week after week to see what would happen in the smartest town in the world. Some of the great sci-fi plots brought up in the season include stories about cloned residents coming back from the grave, a scientist stopping and moving back in time in order to help further his work and love life, and an intelligent smart house forcing members of the community to work out their differences by keeping them in lockdown. Still, with a new story in each episode, it is hard to pick one episode in particular as the best of the season. But with such an amazing season finale, it is easy. I'm not going to spoil the episode for anybody who hasn't seen it, but let it be known that the show is flipped completely upside down shocking us in every scene with images and situations we would never have thought that we would see. To help move these great sci-fi plots along are a group of amazing actors that take roles which could very easily be overplayed, only to be made believable and sympathetic. Leading this great cast is Colin Ferguson as Jack Carter. With ease, Colin takes a difficult character to portray, the skeptical streetwise cop who has to use his street smarts to solve Eureka's impossible crimes and brings him to life. After watching a full season of the program, it is tough to think of anybody else playing the part of Eureka's Sheriff. Also worth mentioning are the performances by Ed Quinn and Joe Morton, 
With such a strong main cast, it is tough to enjoy the program. Tough n not to enjoy the program, excuse me. While I'd love to say that the show is flawless, there are a couple of episodes that miss the mark and aren't as great as the others. Still, even though episodes such as Alienated and Blink aren't as funny as, as many of the others in the season, they're still well worth watching in comparison to many other programs that were found during this, this time of the season was released. I could go on and on about why I enjoyed the first season of Eureka so much, but I would prefer not to spoil anything. If you haven't seen the show, do yourself a favor, pick up the DVD set, or rent it online. I think it's available on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. Find the pilot episode of the show. After that, you will want to burn through the rest of the series. Trust this skeptic who is instantly captivated by the series. And for the first season, I'm going to give it... Uh, hmm. That's going to be tough, actually. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. It was a really good um, season compared to other shows I've watched. So yeah, it's definitely worth an 80%. that is all we have for this episode of the Cinema Gold Show. As always, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Leave a comment in the comment section below what you thought about Eureka Season 1 if you watched it. Let us know your favorite episode. And join us next week for another review of Season 2. Thank you for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. You have been watching the Cinema Gold Show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show and on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Cinema Gold Show. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.